This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, today, I'm sitting with Allison Colden, Maryland fisheries scientist, PhD from the Virginia Institute of Marine Science. So you are firmly rooted throughout the uh, main stem of the bay. And uh, this is a repeat for you. Welcome back, Allison. Thanks for having me. We're talking about our favorite topic and one that you are deeply involved with, that oily little fish known as a menhaden that no one eats but is a very important fishery for other fish in the bay. It's a forage fish. It's a filter feeder. It's a, as much a part of the bay ecosystem as oysters are. And it is heavily fished by the one fishery in the bay, which could, could really be called industrial scale fishing by a company that has been out of Houston, Texas, Omega Protein, recently bought uh, by a Canadian company. They, they use large factory trawlers, they have spotter planes, and they're very efficient in how they catch fish. And we have for many years been concerned about the amount of Menhaden taken because they are such a critical part of the system. And back in the, uh, in the fall, you had a great decision. Tell us about it. That's right. So the Atlantic Menhaden is managed by a group called the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission. And that's an interstate body which manages uh, 26 fish species that range up and down the Atlantic coast. I have the honor of sitting on the Menhaden Management Board at that commission um, and was part of the decision called Amendment 3, which was decided last November. Amendment 3 was an amendment to the fishery management plan for Atlantic Menhaden, which was intended to uh, examine a couple of issues and a couple of policies that had been in place since the last amendment in 2012. It included decisions on things like the total allowable catch, which is the harvest quota coastwide, the allocation of that catch amongst the states, and several other issues along with the Chesapeake Bay reduction fishery cap. And let's pause for a second because you use the term Chesapeake Bay reduction fishery to talk a little bit about how what happens after Menhaden are taken out of the water and then once they go to the factory, and it is a factory, where do they go in this world? Tell, just give a little bit of a description about what, how Menhaden are, are uh, processed and then how they're used. Well, you may not realize it, but you probably have Atlantic Menhaden somewhere in your house right now. Um, Atlantic Menhaden is used for a number of important commodities, including things like fish oil, cosmetics, additives to food products, pet foods, and many other products that you may have in your home. And we refer to this as the reduction fishery uh, because you are taking the Menhaden fish itself and reducing it down into a number of different commodities and products, which includes fish oil, fish meal, and several other products that go into all of the other additives and things that Menhaden fish and Menhaden fish meal and oil are used for. And, and of course, the Omega Protein Company, Omega Protein, uh, uses that name. They, they, they changed their name, I don't know how many years ago, because one of their products is the Omega-3 fatty acid, is it called? Omega-3s which are the diet supplement and, and all the rage uh, in, in terms of, um, of, of supplements. Uh, 
there are a lot of fish taken out of the bay. 50,000 metric tons, am I right? Is that the number? Well, because Omega Protein is the only company that is operating in this reduction fishery, their landings are confidential, but we do know that on average over the past five years, it's somewhere around 51,000 metric tons of menhaden removed from the Virginia waters of Chesapeake Bay. Okay, so listeners, think of the number 51,000, double it because a ton is 2,000 pounds to a ton. So 51,000 metric tons is 2,000 times 51,000. That's a lot of pounds of fish, and that's an annual catch. Exactly. That can feed a lot of striped bass. It can feed a lot of red drum. It can feed a lot of ospreys and eagles, uh, all of which are part of the forage uh, uh, system in the Chesapeake Bay and how Menhaden are part of it. So, So last year, last fall, the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission voted to do what? Well, they voted on Amendment 3, which, as I mentioned, contained a number of different issues and policies that were to be amended. Um, Several important things came out of that decision, some of which we believe were very good for the Menhaden population and some of which maybe were not. Um, So start with the one that we were very sorry didn't pass and which had such extraordinary public support. Well, that is ecological reference points. So on our last podcast, we talked about ecological reference points, which are a way of managing Menhaden that takes into account their important role in the ecosystem. It provides menhaden for other predators to eat, things like striped bass, osprey, porpoises, whales, seals, all the other things that we like to to watch and to interact with. Um, It provides food for them um, and then provides a quota for the fishery. So it takes their important role in the the ecosystem into account. So, So ecological reference points as part of fisheries management takes all those other important elements of a fish being in the ocean, being in the bay, as opposed to just the value of the fish when you take it out and use it for whatever purposes you're talking about as a company. And it, it, it asks that when, when the regulator evaluates how much fish can be taken, that ecological reference points go into that decision. Is that basically correct? That's right. It ensures that enough fish are left in the bay and in the ocean to ensure that uh, all the other predators have a seat at the dinner table, if you you will. Well said. Well said. And there were um, thousands of comment letters received by the commission urging that they utilize, support, adopt ecological reference points. Nearly 100,000 comments in support of the adoption of of ecological reference points. I've been doing this work a long time. I have never heard of that many uh, uh, points of view being expressed by the public for almost any decision across any deliberative body. That's extraordinary. And We know how many of those were in favor of ecological reference points, and that percent was? Uh, It's over 90%. Over 90% of nearly 100,000 registered comments. And the commission decided? They decided not not to adopt interim ecological reference points in favor of uh, 
sticking with the status quo until Menhaden specific reference points are adopted, which would be in 2019 or later. Okay. So you're, you're being a little charitable. I'll say <laughs> the commission punted. They decided not to do what uh, 90-some thousand people had suggested that really took the time to write that are involved, and they held off on the decision. So we were very disappointed by that, and we just didn't think the science nor democracy supported that decision. But let's put that one aside. What did they decide that we liked? So they did decide to reduce the Chesapeake Bay reduction fishery cap from about 87,000 metric tons per year to 51,000 metric tons. As I mentioned before, 51,000 metric tons represents an average, a rounded up average of the past five years harvest in Virginia waters of the Bay. Additionally, they removed a provision that allowed for the rollover of any unused quota of that 87,000 metric tons. So for example, if omega protein were to catch 70,000 metric tons and not fulfill that quota, they would have the right to roll over any unused quota into the following year. And you can imagine that that could allow the amount of the catch to quickly increase um, year over year when that rollover provision is allowed. So that was also removed from the amendment, which was another positive. So... The cap has been at 87,000 metric tons. It just still blows my mind to think of that amount of fish. The average catch has been 51,000, somewhere in there. And so it was a victory. It seems logical to say if the average catch has been X for a number of years, let's set the cap there. Omega protested that. They didn't like it. They lobbied against it. They wanted the higher number so that if, in fact, the fishery starts to rebound and come back, they can go after more fish. And if they come up with better methods to get even more fish out of the system than they have in the past, they're free to do that. That was their, that was their hope. Right. And there was also um, the idea that certain business decisions had been made that would push them out of the bay and further up. And the argument was that they shouldn't be punished for the business decisions that had been made that kept them out of the bay. And it's probably a good time to say that uh, Maryland has uh, disallowed this type of fishing for Menhaden for decades. Virginia is the only is the is the is the state which allows it. So this is basically a, a catch of the menhaden in Virginia. Maryland will catch small amounts of menhaden for crab bait and the crab bait fishery, but not a reduction fishery as we've described before. So this is uh, uniquely a Virginia issue, and in the Virginia General Assembly and Virginia governors, I know, having worked and lobbied on this issue for many years. There's never been a chance to try to have Virginia on its own make a decision to start to ratchet down on the amount of Menhaden taken out of the bay. Therefore, the effort went to the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission to do what Virginia has refused to do. Since that decision, what's happened in Virginia? 
Well, we've learned recently that Virginia has appealed to the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission several of the decisions that were made through the Amendment 3 process in November. Um, specifically, they have asked for a review of the decisions on the setting of the total allowable catch. Again, that's the coastwide quota. Um, the method of allocation of that quota amongst the various states along the Atlantic coast, as well as the reduction in the Chesapeake Bay uh, cap. So again, I'll say it in, a, in another way and you say if I'm right or not. So they, they first said that the quota for the whole East Coast should not be set as low as it is. Second, they've said the rules about how much they, Virginia, get to take versus all the other states should be more pro-Virginia. And third, they've said this cap on the catch in the Chesapeake Bay should be increased. All of that. All to increase the amount of Menhaden which can be taken out of the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia waters. And they're asking ASMFC the commission to reverse its decision. We know that Virginia voted against imposing the, the lower cap on Menhaden. How did Maryland vote on that? Maryland voted in support of reducing the bay cap. So they, they voted the way we did, and you, vote, you were part of that vote. What's necessary now as the commission considers repealing the cap? What, what, for those listeners who are in Maryland, how important is it for Maryland uh, to, to take a strong stand? Well, obviously, uh, other members of the commission recognize the important nursery role of the Chesapeake Bay in supporting the coastwide stock of Menhaden, but also you can imagine that being a Chesapeake Bay issue, there's some deference to the Bay States when it comes to this particular issue. So it's extremely important that Maryland not only continue to support the Bay Cap, but show a strong leadership role in supporting the reduced bay cap that we achieved in November. So that, that's a really important point. We, we know Virginia is going to push for repeal to raise the available cap, and Maryland is going to, if they're consistent, which we have every reason to believe they will, will oppose that. But what you're saying is that the other states up and down the coast that are looking at Maryland, Virginia, will be more likely, uh, would be less likely to support keeping the cap in place if Maryland just says, yeah, you know, we're against raising it, but it's not really a big deal. They need to stand up and, and shout from the rafters, keep the cap in place because it's critically important for Maryland waters as it is for Virginia. Maryland has the most to win by reducing the bay cap and the most to lose by allowing Menhaden to be fished out of the Chesapeake Bay that supports our striper populations and all of the other um, critters that people like to fish for and enjoy. So it's really important that Menhaden, or Maryland take a stand for Menhaden in February. Now that says it all. Thank you. And what's the process now? So the process is that Virginia has submitted an official appeal to the commission. And it will be up to the commission to review the merits of those appeals at our next meeting in February. Um, it first goes to a body called the Policy Board, which will decide if uh, Virginia's appeals meet the merits of the appeals criteria set forth by the commission. And then that board will then provide a recommendation on what corrective, corrective action, if any, would be necessary. Um, and then that recommendation goes to the Menhaden Management Board, the body on which I sit, to approve or deny the recommendations put forth by the policy board. 
There was another, um, something else happened in November in Virginia, uh, as well as this decision by ASMFC, and it was an election for the governor. Uh, in Virginia, the governor can only serve one four-year term, so every four years a new governor is elected. Uh, governor McAuliffe uh, had to step down, and Governor Ralph Northam was elected governor. When was this decision made to appeal the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries decision about the cap in the bay? Well, we know that Virginia was unhappy the day of this decision, um, and some suspected that this action may be coming uh, as soon as the day of the decision. Uh, but we just recently learned of the appeal in the last few weeks. And was that appeal lodged uh, during the uh, last days of the McAuliffe administration or the early days of the Northern administration? Uh, this was an appeal put forward by the McAuliffe administration. So now it's up to Governor Ralph Northam and his administration to decide uh, how vigorously they're going to pursue the appeal. That gives us and our listeners who may agree that the cap should not be raised, that Menhaden should be uh, protected to the greatest extent practicable in the Chesapeake Bay, uh, because of their great ecological value, uh, an opportunity to, um, to try and encourage the new administration to do the right thing. What, what can people do? That's right. Now we're at a critical point before our next meeting on February 8th uh, for folks to reach out to their commissioners on the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission. If you live in Virginia, contact the Secretary of Natural Resources, contact the governor's office. If you live in Maryland, uh, you can contact your Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission commissioners. Um, and those, uh, I believe, will be listed on the CBF website. Right. So each, each state up and down the Atlantic coast, and interestingly, also Pennsylvania has a, a, a membership on the commission. And so listeners who are interested uh, should go to our website immediately to learn who their commissioners are. Our website, cbf.org slash menhaden. You'll see the names and uh, ways to contact your commissioners. And if you live in Virginia, uh, I think Governor Ralph Northam uh, would appreciate hearing from his constituents as to how they feel on this issue. And certainly we at the Chesapeake Bay Foundation hope as many people as possible will urge that the cap remain in place to protect at least to a limited extent Manhattan and the Chesapeake Bay, a critical ecological element of the Bay system. Allison Colden, thanks so much. We'll have you back after this decision is made. And uh, plan our next, uh, our next strategy. Thank you so much. For the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, this is Will Baker thanking you for joining in our podcast series every two weeks. Uh, feel free to pick it up on the website or subscribe and we'll send it to you. Thank you very much.